Hello, everyone. Craig Dunkerley here, and welcome to the Beyond Growth Show. I'm here, as always, with the beautiful Claudia Harvey. Hey, everybody. Hey, Craig. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Awesome. Awesome. I'm just fine, thank you. So to everyone listening and our viewers, the Beyond Growth Podcast is a podcast for everyone who wants to increase their wealth. Craig and I are business owners and investors, and we share our insights into building wealth, and we introduce you to expert guests from all walks of life. We use the three pillars of possibility, which include emotional support, business strategy, and financial understanding to help our listeners and viewers with their own goals. And today's podcast guest is Miriam Baker. She's the founder and creator and designer of Miriam Baker Designs, uh, which basically is creating clothing for large busted ladies that are designed to fit and flatter the curves. So we're going to have her on talking about her business today and her niche and how she got started. I met Miriam personally about two years ago, and we just hit it off like a house on fire. So I have a number of Miriam Baker designs, even though I'm not, I'm not, I don't consider myself extra large in any way, but every single ounce of anything uh, hits my frame because I'm five foot two soaking wet. So I just took to Miriam Baker when I met her, and I have a number of designer outfits from her, and we're going to talk about that. Excellent. Really looking forward to this one, Claudia, although I'm going to sit on the sidelines a little bit. I've had the wonderful opportunity to meet Miriam in person uh, myself a couple of times, and she's a wonderful lady. Her designs are absolutely beautiful. And I have to stay, say, you look stunning today wearing one of Miriam's dresses. Ah, thank you. I pay you to say that, but thank you. <laughs> Everybody, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to hit the notification bell on our YouTube for any note, uh, any updates to our videos. Yes, please do. And before we continue, Claudia always likes to start off with something positive. So what do you have for today, Claudia? Um, you know what? Something positive is actually wearing a Marion Baker design. We have been in lockdown and COVID, not that I want to talk about COVID, it's not a COVID show, but we have been in lockdown for over, I say, 15, 16 months now in some sort of capacity, and it's work at home. Um, and because we work at home, often we are just throwing on jeans, throwing on our Lulus, throwing on a t-shirt, et cetera, et cetera. So today I had the wonderful opportunity of putting on a Marion Baker design that I used to wear when I was doing a lot of speaking and a lot of meetings in person. And I have to say, putting on something nice, oh, it felt so good to wear nice clothes again. I am so looking forward to when we can open up and I can actually take stuff out of my closet that I've been putting away that I can wear and enjoy my clothes again. So that's my something good. It's very personal, but it's something good. Well, I have to agree with you, Claudia. Getting dressed up again and getting out, really looking forward to it, as I'm sure many people are. Right, right. And, and you know, we're Canadian. Many Americans already are out and about, but we are a little bit slower to that. So anyway, looking forward to that and being grateful that we're in springtime and we have something to look forward to. Let's bring on Miriam. Hey, Miriam. Hi, Claudia. Hi, Craig. Hello. Good to see you. How are you? It's so nice to see you. I'm good. It's been an interesting year, um, but everything's looking good, though I really can't complain. Oh, lovely, lovely. So for our viewers and listeners, Miriam and I met each other 
like two years ago. I mean, every day is a Tuesday right now because of COVID, but uh, I think it's been about two years ago that we met each other. Maybe a little over. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we met each other through the Forum of Women Entrepreneurs, which is now, I think they rebranded themselves to the Forum, but it's an organization that puts um, individuals like Miriam with people like myself who has have 300,000 years more experience because I'm old and she's not. <laughs> uh, so we met for, and we chatted for a year and, and I, you know, was guiding her a little bit about her business and stuff. So I know Miriam very well. And thank you so much for participating in our podcast. We're really, really looking forward to our chat. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. I'd love to, you to talk to how you started your business and why you started your business. What's the reason why? For everybody out there, um, Miriam Baker is a force of nature. She is fantastic and her designs are extraordinary. What is your niche, Miriam? Okay, so I started about seven years ago now, which feels pretty crazy. Um, I wanted to create a line of clothing specifically designed for fuller bust women. Um, because the average cup size today is a D, if not a double D, um, but we're still designing clothes to fit a B cup standard from almost 100 years ago. Um, so I wanted to create a new size range specifically for busty women. And why? What's what's the issue? Like I think as I can... nothing fits. I mean, so if you start off at a size four sample, it's being made to fit a dress form that's a B cup which doesn't really make sense because your average size four today is more likely to be a C or a D cup. So starting from the beginning sample size, there's automatically more boob room. So it's basically built in boob room into the patterns. Built in boob room. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you're not flattened or, you know, your buttons don't gape open or you don't show if you're wearing a sleeveless dress, you don't show bra. Um, there's just more space for greater surface area in the front. <laughs> awesome. I like that. I like that. Now, let's talk about um, the niche of your business. Like I talk a lot about niching business. And Miriam, as you know, and some of our listeners and viewers know, I've created businesses based on niching, especially in the retail industry. And the retail industry is really hard because there's so many brands to choose from. It's a instant gratification world. Um, so breaking into the retail environment, are you, do you consider yourself a designer that's in retail or do you consider yourself a niche designer and why? Um, I mean, both. I mean, I always thought to really succeed, you have to be omni-channel. I think you have to do wholesale and you have to do uh, B2C. Um, and I have done both, but especially with COVID and as time has gone on, I've really um, been spending more time on B2C, reaching my customer directly through online sales channels. Right. And your niche is for helping larger busted women have, have showcased their curves with a with not showcasing their va booms, but just being beautiful and not hiding their curves. That's right. And just looking your best, feeling great, feeling sexy and wearing something classy at the same time. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how did you personally get into doing this? Well, it's actually a problem I had myself. Um, I mean, you know, by the time I was 16, I was already a D and then D went to an E, e and then we went to an F and then we went to a G. Um, 
And so, you know, I could find bras that fit. I could, you know, go to a wonderful store like Momira in Toronto and, you know, get fitted for an X32. But to find anything to wear over top was just impossible. And it didn't make any sense to me. Um, and I thought, okay, great. So I can find bras that fit. Um, now I need to create clothes, beautiful clothes to wear over top of those bras. Were you always following fashion in your life? Like, is it something that, that you aspired to be as a fashion designer? Or was it something that you kind of evolved into? So I didn't see it. I think maybe growing up, my friends saw it. Um, but I, kind of, I didn't make the decision to really go into fashion until I think I was about 18 or 19. And then I just jumped right in. And it was like six years of fashion immersion. Right. And, and what happened with the business idea in university? And mainly because of your own personal need. That's right. Yeah, I was just tired of buying something um, and going with the one that kind of sort of looked okay. Um, it just didn't make any sense to me. Um, like I should be equally entitled to look as good as a woman who's my size with B-cut boob. Um, and so, I mean, someone has to create the change. And I thought that could be me. I think that's awesome. I'm sure you inspire so many other young women that are also trying to niche themselves in the fashion industry to help themselves grow. Um, and you enjoy what you're doing, I can tell. Like knowing you as well for the last couple of years and getting to know you, you truly, truly love material. You love design. You love making people feel good about themselves. I love beautiful things. <laughs> I've <laughs> always loved material culture and I, I love helping women. And yeah, I just, I found this problem and I thought, well, you know, I can solve it and I can make beautiful clothes. Right, right. Uh, so for any viewers out there that are watching, I am personally wearing a Miriam Baker design. So this is a beautiful violet dress that she, I'm standing up now, that she created for me a couple years ago when I started to get to know her. So <clears throat> I was saying to Miriam while we were just uh, in the pre-recording that it's, I haven't worn nice clothes in a year because we have been shut down in COVID and I basically am not going anywhere. Putting on your dress has made me feel so special and so pretty and so fitted. It is so nice. Now, for those who, um, who know me, they, people understand that I'm 5'2 on a good day. <laughs> and every single ounce, because of my tiny stature, shows. So Miriam's clothes has helped me with finding wonderful, wonderful outfits to, um, to showcase what I like showcasing versus what I don't like showcasing. So it's, uh, she's wonderful. Well, let's talk also about how you developed the production of your company, of your materials, of where you source, of how you, how you put the material sourcing plus your clients, plus where you do it together. So where do you design your clothes? Um, so I design everything in downtown Toronto. I work out of a space called the Toronto Fashion Incubator. Um, and I source all of my fabric uh, specifically from Italy um, because those are where the world's highest end mills are. Um, and they also make some of the most beautiful stretch fabric um, that you can find. I also like to source from there because there's a commitment to transparency in these high end mills that you don't get sourcing from overseas. And I right. like to know where everything's coming from and that everyone has been treated fairly along the supply chain. So 
some people think that you go into fashion and you, um, it's, it's easy. Like, you know, you just, you get a couple of really good big box stores that will take your account and take your designs and you got it made. Is that how it worked with you? No. Um, and I don't think it's worked that way probably in at least a decade. Um, and I think that you're shooting yourself in the foot if you intend to rely on wholesale. It's just not a good avenue. You need to reach your customer directly in this day and age. And, and to talk to us about that. Like you've always been online, always. Yes. So where, where's the farthest customer that you've reached? Tasmania, actually. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm finding, well, most of my online customers come from the US, even though I am a Canadian company. Um, and yeah, I'm getting people from all over the world and I'm happy to ship globally because I recognize that my niche is a global market. You know, busty women don't only exist in North America. So, you know, the more women I can reach, the happier I am. Well, and I'm sure the happier they are too, which is awesome, which is great. So, so let's go back to, you've always been online. Yeah, customer service is very stellar, very good, because you have to reach these these women because you have a very niche product. Yeah. So how did COVID affect your business? I mean, well, I mean, it decimated my wholesale sales. So now I have less money coming in via wholesale, but I'm making up for it uh, with my online sales channels now. So for people that don't understand, wholesale means retail. <clears throat> That's what that means, right? So for, right. for, for people that don't understand that, so wholesale so means every brand took a hit um, to their wholesale sales um, because retailers stopped placing orders or they sliced their orders in half or they um, canceled their orders because they were scared they were going to get stuck with inventory. Right. Um, yeah. Do you carry a lot of inventory? I do not, no. So I cut and sew once the orders come in and that ensures that every piece that I make has a home to go to. And that way I don't waste anything and I never have to mark anything down because I haven't mass produced in the first place. And that also speaks to the value of what you have. Because we talked in past podcasts, we've talked about the value of the brand. We've talked about not minimizing who you are and what you are in the marketplace. So you are living and breathing that because a brand goes out there with a certain price benchmark, with a certain price value, with a certain um, expectation of brand. And many, many people fall into the gap, no matter what kind of industry it is, of the service industry or retail industry or um, uh, just any type of industry that they undercut themselves, undercut the value. And then it's so incredibly difficult to go back up in value. Um I don't believe in discounting. I think discounting is a disease. Um, if somebody really wants what you have, they'll pay full price for it. Um, and if you offer a discount, people who don't necessarily love something will buy it because they feel like they're getting a garm I mean, sorry, a bargain. And then it just goes into the closet and you never wear it. And I just think it's a, it's a wasteful practice and I'd rather my things go to people who love them. Right. Awesome. I love that. And so because you don't carry a lot of inventory, how long does it make you, how long does it take you to actually make something when an order gets placed? 
Um, so once the order is placed, I then cut it and sew it. That usually takes about a week. So I like to ask for a solid two weeks from the time that you place your order to the time that you receive it. And with COVID, shipping has taken um, longer. So I even, I've changed the section in my website on um, shipping that like it can be up to three weeks at this point. But the nice thing is, you know, when you place the order, it's being cut and it's being sewn for you. Isn't that amazing? It's worth the wait. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I think so too, because I'm actually, I'm wearing a Marion Baker design and thank goodness you're in Toronto so I can get to you really quickly. But, but it's also really, really cool because I have gone to your studio in Toronto and I have been fitted exactly to my measurements, which so I, I, everybody have access to the designer, Marion Baker. That is so cool. We've gone behind the scenes, behind the studio, and it's it's a really great experience. Um, and if people can do that, it's so much fun as well. It's just it's this whole this whole experience of understanding the value of the brand. Um, so, Mary, who's been your inspiration? Jeez, I mean, I often say it's my grandmother. Um, she is just one of the most stylish women I know. And she has such a good eye. Um, yeah, I think I think I would have to say my grandmother. Like I don't have specific favorite designers. I just admire anybody with good taste and a good eye who knows what's nice. Well, I do have some favorite designers besides you. You're one of my favorite designers now. But I I always liked um, Coco Chanel and the iconic designs because they're everlasting. And I think that your designs fall into that as well. It's not, you're obviously, obviously, of course, you're trendy, you're on the, the trending, but your clothes, we can wear them forever because they're such high quality and they're really, really nice. Right, the idea is that I make classic timeless pieces that you can enjoy season after season. Um, I like to make things that you can have in your wardrobe for a decade. I don't want to make something and have it go out of style two years later. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to create value and um, promote slow fashion. Um, slow slow fashion. That's an interesting word. With slow fashion. Well, it's moving away from this throwaway culture that we've developed over the past twenty years. So we had fast fashion, which promoted constantly buying new things um and if they're cheap enough you don't really care about them and so you just you toss them away or you donate them um but with slow fashion you really invest in a couple beautiful pieces and then you keep them in your wardrobe right um for years and years and years and then maybe you pass them down lovely very nice and i i you I, treat I... clothes differently if you invested in them if you've spent more on them it means they mean more to you I, my, I grew up with European parents and, um, and they were an older generation. So my parents were in their forties when they had me. So they were the older generation. And again, I'm 3000 years old. So they were in the old, what, what I would say the, um, the iconic years, they were in the Coco Chanel years. And because they were European, because they came from the depression era, they were very, very frugal. So they, when we bought something as a family or when my mom bought something, she would buy it for uh, value, but she would buy it for high quality. And I think a lot of that is gone in today's fashion industry. It's, it's a, it's a throwaway. And yeah. it's such a shame. And we need to bring it back. 
Yeah. Well, I think your clothes do. I absolutely do. Um, and so who is your perfect client, Miriam? I mean, any busty woman. I'm, I'm thrilled to dress any woman um, who, who struggles because she's fuller up top. Um, especially though, um, professional women, you know, doctors, lawyers, business owners, creatives, um, just any strong, empowered woman with a point of view, really. Right. right. But you also design not just um, clothes for the top. I have one of my favorite pairs of pants is designed by you as well. Yes, I do really well with the pants, which is why I continue to carry them. Um, it, it's true. I do offer complete outfits. Right, right. So everyone go on miriambakerdesigns.com, correct? Right, Miriam? Miriam-baker.com or let's just say miriam-baker.com. Miriam-baker.com. <laughs> and you can easily place an order online and contact the designer directly because you answer all of the email queries that come in, right? Every single one. Yeah. Isn't that amazing, everybody? Like you can actually get to the actual designer. How amazing is that? Amazing. Um, so Miriam, what, what if you had to give someone advice, a younger person that wants to go into the fashion world, what advice would you give them? Oh, geez. I mean, you definitely want to have a niche and you definitely want to have a point of view. Um, and it certainly helps if you're stubborn because it's going to be really hard and it's going to take a long time and it's going to cost way more than you ever expected it to. Um, but yeah, if you have that niche and you really, you have that reason for being, um, I think that it can be very worthwhile. So again, let's talk about that niche and let's talk about the point of view. I think those go hand in hand because I know some kids, kids, because again, 3,000 years old, anybody that's younger than me is a kid. Um, but some of my daughters, uh, and my daughter's 20. So some of my daughter's friends are huge into fashion and they put these amazing outfits together that I would never, ever think of. So is that what you mean about having a certain point of view? No, I mean, I, I think I would call that an aesthetic or a style. Okay. Um, I think by point of view, I mean, like a real reason for being something that's bigger than the aesthetics, like a real purpose. Talk about that. What kind of purpose did you have when you were getting into fashion? And was it because that you needed to fit the clothes to your own needs? For me, yes, that became the purpose to create clothes for busty women. And right. because I had that mission, I stuck with it. So maybe for another designer, um, I mean, you see a lot of plus size influencers um, talking about how they want brands to make larger sizes. Um, but I think for plus size women to really be happy, I think plus size women, more of them need to go into design and they need to start their own businesses. That's the kind of point of view, because if you know exactly what you want as a customer, I mean, you're really the best person to start that business. Right, right. And I think what you said really goes to any business. Like when people are starting a business, they often don't know what they don't know about starting a business and how hard it can be, how much, how much time, effort, money it takes. So everybody I always talk about 
financial planning, marketing, and business planning all sort of go hand in hand together. And I think, Miriam, you are the epitome of that because you've lived and breathed your startup and bootstrapped your own fashion house right from the beginning. I mean, yeah, it sounds pretty amazing. <laughs> you make it sound so wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, so Miriam, how can people reach you? Um, so you can reach me directly at Miriam at Miriam-Baker.com um, or on Instagram, I'm at Miriam Baker Designs. And also online, you can just send me sort of any, any query. You can join the mailing list for 10% off your first purchase. Um, yeah, I'm pretty easy to get in touch with. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so thank you so much for joining us, Miriam. I think it's great. Now, every time I, we have a podcast, I'm sorry, I've actually for everybody, I've taken over this podcast and Craig is kind of waiting in the wings because, um, I don't think he really needs to, to work on, um, larger busted fashion, but let's talk about that for a second. Who is your main client? Miriam, because you told me something pre-recording. Who's your main client? Right. So I wouldn't say they're my main client, but my best online customers right now are men shopping for their wives, which is never what I expected. Um, but it's really interesting. So they contact you, talk about what their wives need, and then you design something to meet his need or meet her need? Oh, no, it's not custom. It's all off-the-rack sizing. Um but they typically just place an order like anybody else would place an order. And I cut it, I sew it, I ship it. And then they end up being repeat clients because they get it. They see that it fits their wives. And I think there's a little bit of shock and awe. And when they see how great the quality is, I mean, of course, they're going to return and buy again. Right. Yeah, that's great. So again, Craig is kind of waiting in the wings and he's let us chat amongst the two of us. Um, so I have, I end up every podcast with a closing quote and I, and I always ask the guests to figure out who said this. So let's see if you can figure out who said this, Miriam and Craig, you as well, because oh. you're still waiting in the wings. Um, so here's the quote, the dress must follow the body of a woman, not the body following the shape of the dress. Oh, I should actually know this. I mean, it's going to be someone like. YSL or Givenchy. It is. It's, it's Givenchy. <laughs> Another iconic stylist. Exactly. So way to go. Well done. Um, so Miriam, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it, everybody. Um, contact Miriam for her amazing, amazing clothes and beautiful value. And thank you so much for being on our, our podcast today. Well, thanks again for having me. This was lovely. So nice to catch up. Um, so next week, please join us for international lifestyle consultant, Emily Braun. Emily will be talking to us about remote work and digital nomads. So that'll be an interesting chat. And everybody, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe to our podcast channel. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit the notification bell to get any updates on our podcast. Craig, do you have any sign-offs? I would just like to say thank you for coming on the show, Miriam, and thank you for the, the dresses, the clothing that you create. You know, as Claudia said, she's, she's today wearing one of your dresses and she wears many of your clothes and she looks awesome in them. So thank you for putting them together. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Miriam. Take care.
take care, everybody, and check us out next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.